Welcome to the Brighter Dawn podcast with me, Delene Rayburn. I hope you'll come away from these minutes together reminded that you're a hero and there is always hope. So let me ask you this. How do you think people talk about you or describe you or think about you? Because people do talk about you in meetings or in late night conversations. They think about you when they're with you, when they're not with you, and they have opinions about you just as you have formed opinions consciously or subconsciously of every person you know. And then, well, how do you want them to talk about you, describe you and think about you? What do you wish people said about you? Not because other people's opinions of us define us, but because we want to make the world a better place. And not because we're addicted to affirmation, but just because acceptance and belonging are hardwired into us as human beings made in God's image. He's entirely relational and he's designed us to be relational too. I know you don't want to be someone that people find hard to love or to be around, right? I'm pretty sure you want to add to the emotional economy of the world. You don't want to detract from it, drain it, deplete it. But of course, the reality is you can't control people's opinions or reactions. We can't change what people are thinking or not thinking inside their brains. We also don't ever really know what other people are thinking. I'm sure someone has said to you, what other people think of you is none of your business. And that is so true. You've also probably had someone say to you, the people you think are thinking about you probably aren't. They probably don't have time. And so while it's true that we form opinions of people all the time, it's also true that as humans, we're generally so wrapped up in the drama, the demands, the duties and the deadlines of our own lives that we have little capacity left to mull over other people, which which is a relief. No one is obsessing over you. They've all probably got bigger fish to fry. But surely, since it's God's design for us to become more and more like Jesus, the longer we live, the older we get, then that should influence how other people see us, experience us, talk about us behind our backs or to our faces. Jesus was irresistible because he was love and joy and humility personified. When people talked about Jesus, they were like, oh my gosh, have you met him? He's freaking amazing. And we're called to be like him. And I get it. I've been misunderstood and misrepresented at times in my life. You probably have too. And maybe your sense of justice just rises up in you and you felt so angry or hard done by or hurt or powerless. Also, you're never going to please everyone or connect deeply with every person you meet. That's unrealistic and impossible. But I want to blow wind in your sails and tell you that you do have a measure of agency when it comes to being someone that builds others up and points them to the hope of Jesus. You get to play a heroic, meaningful role in the story of your life and your relationships. And I want to share something very simple and potentially life-changing. It has certainly changed my life. And it just requires a little bit of thought and a daily phone reminder. I call it the seven-word plan, and I got the idea from another preacher years ago. This guy said that he realized people already used words to describe him. When he came up in conversation, when his role in the organization was discussed in a meeting, when his wife or his kids thought about him, they already had some adjectives in place to describe him. And he reckoned, well, why don't I decide what I'd love those words to be and then live them so that when my name comes up in meetings or email conversations or at parties or anywhere else, people use those words to describe me. So 
So he chose seven words that he hoped would come up at his funeral when people talked about his life, his relationships, the impact he'd had on the world. And he tries to live them. Because, I mean, you, you might have been to some funerals where the, the eulogy was really short because they just wasn't much to say you know like your mom taught you if you've got nothing nice to say don't say anything also no one wants to be described as selfish arrogant irritable jealous angry unkind rude uncompassionate impatient complaining etc etc right we'd much rather be described as loving generous kind humble wise brave joyful adventurous patient compassionate and so much more So when I heard this years ago, I thought it was pretty genius and I decided to choose my own seven words. Uh, And listen, it it doesn't have to be seven, it could be three, it could be eleven, you decide. But my phone beeps a reminder once a day that just says seven words. And I try to take a moment to reset and remind myself who I want to be for those around me. Some days I have to repent immediately because I've been anything but my seven lovely words. But I've chosen seven adjectives that I hope my husband, my kids and others will use when they describe me. And I go through that little list once a day in my head and just prayerfully let those words roll through my thoughts. And I surrender myself again to the changing work of the Holy Spirit because I will only ever be those seven words perfectly when I get to heaven. But I'm on a journey like you and the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn which grows ever brighter until the full light of day so maybe you could think a bit pray a bit and choose a handful of words you'd love people to use when you come to mind and in god's strength choose to become them and live them because again people already use words to describe you you may as well decide what you'd love those words to be and then set a phone reminder or do something else practical and memorable to keep those words front and center in the rhythms of your life and see if something truly transformative doesn't begin to happen. And maybe you're thinking, well, if it doesn't matter what people think of me, then so what? What's the big deal? I challenge you to be the kind of person you'd love to encounter in your day. The kind of person that lightens the room, cuts through the tension, brings joy or laughter or a gracious word or compassionate understanding. The kind of person who leaves others better than they found them. And sure, you still won't be able to control what people think or how they respond to you. Sure, you will still be misunderstood and misrepresented sometimes. But God is faithful and he sees every thought and intention of your heart. And he is so honored by your desire to live in a way that pleases him and blesses others. May God use you powerfully in all your spheres of influence. May you be a living, breathing yes to the truth that there is hope and the future is bright. I'd love you to share this episode with someone who came to mind while you were listening. Until next time, have a fantastic day.